Hello everyone, welcome back. Thank you for joining me again today or this morning for some coffee in Christ. I'm your host, Krishna Janae, aka Writing Dove. And again, I'm so happy and blessed to have you guys listening in on this morning or whenever you choose to listen on your way to work, on your way back from work, picking up the kids, on your way to school, what have you. I'm just happy that you've invited me into your world. So we're going to start off with our prayer. Father God, thank you so much for allowing this experience to ring through the ears that are willing to hear and the hearts that are willing to receive your love and your outpour and the minds that are willing to acknowledge and open up to your possibilities, Father God. And we hope that these words come through in the form of the Holy Spirit and delivered with full intention of praising your name and delivering love, peace, and happiness. And most of all, again, love with forgiveness in our hearts and our minds and in our souls and the empowerment that you have placed upon myself and everyone that's listening today. And Father God, we ask that you continue to cover us with your blood, Father God, with our family, our friends, even our enemies, that they will turn to love you and see you, Father God, as we are learning and yearning to have you and learn you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So again, thank you all so much for coming. I really hope that you have been enjoying the Shivery series. My last um, um, show, I had a special guest and she was amazing. And that was chapter two. And that was where there's a thin line. And we talked about um, what women accept the woman's perspective. We all know that part one, both parts of part one, we had um, my special guest, Sean Stewart, and we saw the, and we heard the, the perspective from a man's point of view. And now I want to move on to chapter three. And this is where we're talking about, um, it's titled, Hi, Meet My Representative. And again, this is all falling under shivery because I think shivery, again, I want to bring it back to understanding that we want to mimic how God continued to chase and romance our heart and this is what we need to do in our relationships our marriage our friendships our work relationships what have you and a lot of times um we move into or where we come into a relationship again whether it's a marriage whether it's a friendship whether it's a work relationship whether it's a family ship we come into represent we come into this newfound god-given alignment um and we put on this representative and i want to talk about that i want to talk about how we set we tend to set ourselves up a lot of times because we don't understand how to be comfortable initially as who we are and expose our flaws, expose our our talents, expose, you know, everything that we have to offer, whether it's good or bad, because life is such a journey. And when you expose and you accept and you acknowledge some of those flaws and those faults and your stars, then you can start learning and exploring how to make those adjustments and how to become better. But a lot of times we 
zoom into something with our eyes closed and our hearts blocked off away from giving the other person a fair opportunity to know who we are. We're doing ourselves an injustice. So we we create this utopia that we're living in, this dream, where we're leaving um we're we're setting up these false expectations for are we creating these habits that our mate will eventually continue to look for and whenever we stop doing this because it's not a habit of us or it's not something that we are accustomed to doing or we're not open to continuing that um that habit or creating it into a positive habit that's whenever we find we begin to crumble um, this utopia that we have created. And then we leave at the first sign of hardship or we leave at the first sign of exposure, not realizing that when we do this, we are subjecting ourselves to rejection because whenever you finally find yourself being vulnerable or comfortable enough to expose the full you and that person is like, hey, this is not who I met. This is not the per- first the person I may have fallen in love with. This is not the person that you show me. So I'm sorry, I gotta go, deuces. And it's very, it's an unjust to yourself first and foremost. God has created you very uniquely. He has shaped every ounce of your body, of your mind, of your soul. The one thing that he has allowed us to do in this world is make choices. Choices to do right, choices to do wrong. Choices when you are faced in front of an ultimate decision to either go left or right. Okay? And with that, you can continue to develop as a person. And there should not be any shame in who you are. Go into a relationship, friendship, what have you, being who you are. Don't put on this representative. Say, hi, my name is Krishna. Not hi, my name is writing dove because that's my alias I'm Krishna or whoever you may be but what happens is we tend to forget that there's a difference between maturity and there's a difference between flaws and we hide behind those flaws and we excuse it with the lack of maturity and it's not going to cut it yes when I was 18 I may not have seen the world as I'm seeing it now, okay? But at the same time, the faults that I may have had at 18, if I, if I did not acknowledge that, I'm coming into the year of 40 with the same faults. And it's so funny because a fault, we look at the definition, the real definition of a fault, if we don't know. It's like a weakness in a rock um, strata, like a, a rock and or like a cliff. 
And that's whenever, when you have that weakness, it can shift and it can create earthquakes. So sometimes that's how those earthquakes are formed because there's some type of fault in, in a rock and it, and it shifts and it makes those shifts and, and it depends on the magnitude of that. And that's funny because when we think about that, when we have these flaws in ourselves and these faults within ourselves and we do not know how to accept, first of all, accept ourselves and then when we expose it, we cause these shifts and these earthquakes within our relationships. And it's completely up to us to acknowledge those faults and those weaknesses in our character so we can adjust and we can make improvement. I can excuse your fault because I can work with faults. I can excuse my faults because I can work with my faults. But what we can't excuse is maturity. Maturity is something beautiful because that's something that you're working to grow into. And it's up to you to make that decision whether or not you want to change and you want to become mature in certain aspects and your perspective, okay? But whenever you have a flaw, that could be a character flaw. Examples of that could be um, someone that's easily offended. I had um, a character flaw where I was easily offended because I also had a character flaw of I was always trying to please people. I was a people pleaser. I was eager to please people. And then when I did not see that transpiring, I became easily offended. Everything offended me. Okay? But I had to recognize that because that offensive spirit or that offensive flaw or that offensive fault that I carried caused shifts and it created earthquakes within my relationships. You can be quick to temper. That's a flaw. Hot-headed. You can be aggressive. There are some people that always need to have the last word. Uh, maybe... You have an inability to see different perspectives. Maybe you're closed-minded. Maybe you're stubborn. Um, these are all examples of character flaws and faults. But once you learn how to recognize that, then you can start making improvement and making adjustments. And you're giving the opportunity when you come up front. I cannot express enough. Don't go into a relationship or friendship with someone that is overly sociable. And you're like, yeah, I can hang, I can hang. But then you're really a homebody. You're causing a shift. First of all, you are doing an injustice to yourself because now you're making yourself unhappy. But these are things that you can work on. If you create this uniqueness and this vulnerability, or shall I say this transparency to people that you come in contact with, you will start seeing the love being embraced and you will allow yourself to start loving yourself more, loving yourself enough to say, hey, I do have these flaws. I am not perfect. What can I do to improve my character? What can I do to exude more love? Because some of those flaws, again, whenever those faults, whenever it begins to make those shifts and those earthquakes within your relationships, it can come in the form of an attitude that may be perceived as something different. 
You may not necessarily have an attitude. You may be like I once was, easily offended, and now you've shut down, and now people have proceeded as being an attitude. But you have to be able to love yourself enough. Give yourself the opportunity to romance yourself and to love yourself. But do not go into anything, a relationship, with a representative. You can represent yourself because you have the power of God behind you. He has created you confidently in his name. You are composed of everything that he has given to you that you need to be who you need to be in your relationship on this earth forming new work relationships, forming new goals in your own life. Even on a job, don't go there saying, yes, I can do this. When you know at that moment, you can't. But you should make note that, you know what, I may not be able to do this, but maybe this, I should use this opportunity that I cannot, I do not qualify for these, um, these skills at this moment. But you know what, if that's the skills that you're needing, maybe I need to use this opportunity to go back and learn these skills because I can recognize that I do not have these skills. Okay. So I just wanted to touch on that. I think that's so, so important. Chapter three, as I'm writing it and it unfolds, I start to learn even a lot about myself and about how perspective of yourself is so important going into a relationship, being who you are up front. And then you can avoid those shifts and those earthquakes. And a lot of times when we create this false utopia, um, it makes it hard to learn these communication skills and these coping skills and the commitment skills that are needed. These agreements within yourself that you should use as a practical guide to just having your personal freedom and understanding, you know what, if I am free to be who I am, then I am free to give love the way I'm supposed to. And now I'm giving someone the opportunity, that freedom to love me in return. Because who are, who are they loving? Are they loving the representative of you that you've given or are they loving you? And that's something that I think is so important in any relationship that you encounter. Understand maturity takes time, whereas faults takes adjusting to. Don't use the excuse that I'm immature and that that was something that, you know, hey, I haven't grown into yet. Okay, no. Except the fact that maybe it's a flaw. Maybe it's a fault. And when you can accept that and you can acknowledge that, then you can start taking the tools that you are equipped to use in building better character and adjusting to that. And this is, again, I cannot stress the importance of this, of how you communicate and how you work with other people because this is how you are um, able to effectively be who you need to be for another person and for yourself, okay? 
Another thing that I talked about under this chapter or that I'm writing in this chapter, and I just want to let you guys know that the that these um, shows and this series has actually been taking me on the journey of writing. So we're writing this book together. So I definitely will have a big shout out um, in the acknowledgement section of this book. So kudos to you because you're actually very much involved in the writing process of this new book, Is Shivery Dead? And as I am recording each chapter, I am writing each chapter. So it's so fun for me to be able to do this this way. Again, I've, I've told you that I'm more of a narrative writer. So I thought this would be such a creative way to um, push those skills out um, for this informational um, text that I'm, that I'm writing. And again, this is another flaw. This is something I'm acknowledging. Go figures that I'm more of a narrative writer. So I, I was able to use that creative side to push those, um, that, that creative um, niche that I needed to write this informative. Great example, Krishna. <laughs> but anyway, um, under chapter three, I'm also going to be talking about um, independence. Um, who is the breadwinner? Winner? How does that get in the way of the man being the man? And we kind of hit on that whenever I talked to Sean a little, but I thought it was so important because a lot of times are important to put it under um, how I meet my representative chapter because I feel like a lot of times, again, you come into a relationship with some of these expectations these unrealistic expectations because of your unrealistic representative don't come into a relationship saying especially a man hey I'm gonna pay your bills do you can do this that's not what it's all about or a woman saying I don't need you to do anything we are all at a point in our lives where we should understand the importance of having and needing one of another there were times, even in my marriage, there are times where I'm like, hey, hus- hey, honey, I can't do this. I need you. As before, whenever I was a single mother, before I got married, I was like, well, how did I do this? Maybe I've never gotten to that point where I needed to do this. God aligned everything. So now that I'm in a rela- I'm in a marriage, it's almost like, hey, I need you. You need me. There are times where we can do this together. It's teamwork. It's an effort that we put into each other. It's an investment that we are putting into one another. So I really don't think that any woman should come into the mind frame of saying, I'm independent. I don't need you. Or having some type of issue of having a man need her. Vice versa. So I'm going to have all that under chapter three, and um, I just wanted to touch on that real quick and and talk about chapter three, how I meet my representative, and talk about flaws and and how a weakness in a character and acknowledging that and being who you are and loving who you are and being the person that you are designed to be upfront and personal is the best way to go into a relationship any relationship work marriage friendship what have you so I hope you enjoy that small little segment and that you really think about 
who you are as a person. If you do not know who you are, if you have time to create representatives, that means you're still dreaming of the person that you want to be. And sugar, God has already given you your image. He's already composed you of who you're supposed to be. You should have yourself fixated on the person that you are wanting to become, not the person in your mind that you're trying to portray. Okay? So, I'm going to move on to the poetry segment. And I have here, this is another um, original, and it's called A Woman's Perspective. And this one was dedicated to A Woman's Perspective book club. I, uh, this book club got started when I lived in Houston, Texas. So, I'll give a shout out. I hope I don't miss any names, but I had, um, we had, we had Tiffany, um, well, two Tiffany's, and we had Lakeisha, Farron, Valencia, Kanitra, Tina, uh, Miss Woodard, Margaret. These were my girls. If I left anyone out, please charge it to my mind. Do not charge it to my heart, ladies. But these ladies were, oh my goodness, were like my support system. I love these ladies. I still do. Every part of me learning how to become a woman, I've learned because they were beautiful souls that surrounded me and I was able to learn from them. It wasn't intimidation because a lot of times, again, because of that representative that you want to put on, because you're fearful that someone would not love who you are, you put on this representative and then you start being intimidated because there's other people that are around you that are surrounded by so much more and they're so much empowered and instead of embracing that and showing that hey I'm weak in this area I want to learn from you we tend to shy away from that but in this case and in this instance I was able to learn from a be- from a beautiful range of, of women that were so strong but yet at the same time we were so dependent and independent between relationships and friendships and we understood our weaknesses we understood our strengths and we had that perspective that we could share with one another freely and it's so important that you have that as a man and as a woman you need to have friends and family in your corner that will continue to motivate you and push you to higher peaks and will allow you to be who you are and give you that transparency for you to grow and to challenge you and to love you for who you are and I had wrote this poem and it was a dedication to the the women's the woman's perspective book club And again, if you're interested in um, joining the one here in Louisiana, please hit me up. Go to the website, um, fill out a form, and let me know. But it was such an amazing and beautiful time. We met every month. We read so many different books. These ladies actually um, were there from start to finish when I published all three of my initial um, books, my two um, realistic um, novels and my first poetry novel that I've been reading to you guys out of. And 
I remember they were my editors, manuscripts. Hey, can you read it? I remember the moment that I published and I walked into our book club and they had a big cake. It was just an amazing experience and they pushed and they elevated me to higher peaks. And I, I feel like I did the same and I feel like we did that for everyone. But we were able to get out and explore different cuisines every month while we discussed and picked our brains and picked our perspectives and were open to our different perspectives because they can have one book, one author write one book and it can be perceived many different ways. And it was so amazing to be surrounded by such a network. And if you don't have that, you need to find that. And again, it's so important that you have that in your work relationship, friendships, marriage, be who you are. So that way the person around you can sit up here and love you and the faults in their stores, the faults in your stores can align together and become stronger. So with that being said... And I just had to rant on that because I love I love the ladies and we still keep up with each other. Um, I would like to more than um, we should. And hey, ladies, if you're listening, we definitely need to do a reunion. But anyway, so this poem is a woman's perspective. And again, it was it is dedicated to my girls in H-Town. Love you guys. Um, a woman's perspective. A woman's perspective can be tainted by love and project it to reflect emotions. It can take you on a journey or have you riding roller coasters. A woman's perspective can make any man second guess. It can also make that very same man long and yearn for her gentle sweet kiss. A woman's perspective, if it's taken the proper way, can make a blind man see what he's been hoping to see one day. Yeah, it can paint pictures to an artist, create notes, to a musician, it can make images distorted, but can debrief any lawyer's acquisition. It can raise a child from wrongness and make the wise take a second look, bring forth the light from darkness and make an Arthur rewrite his book. See, a woman's perspective isn't just a spoken or unspoken word, it's a mindset stemmed from our endurance and stories untold. A woman's perspective It's just what it is, the beauty and the power of a woman's voice from within. So I'm snapping and I'm snapping. And again, that was dedicated to um, my girls from H-Town, Love You Girls, A Woman's Perspective Book Club. We definitely need to do a reunion. And if anyone would love to join the one here in Louisiana, please hit me up and um, contact me. Love to have you. Okay. So now I'm going to end with my book recommendation. This is a goodie. This one was um, referred to me by my cousin Dewana. Um, Dewana has been um, a pillow in my life. Oh my goodness, a pillow of support. And she always represents good books. She knows that I am a bookworm. One Christmas, um, that was the best Christmas ever. She gave me like um, a set of books and I was like, oh my goodness, it was amazing. And um, I was just like, wow. But she's always been able to recommend amazing books to me. 
And this one I definitely hold near and dear. I read it. Um, I try to read it at least once a year because it is so, so good. And it ties into what I said. Um, this one is The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a practical guide to personal freedom. And he talks about the four agreements. And it, the first one is be impeccable with your word. Second, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. And a small description under each one. Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Second, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the options, the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Three, don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. And in the last one, always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different from when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstances, under any circumstance, sorry, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. Again, I love it. Remember, I told you I used to have that spirit of offense. And when I read this book, it helped change my life. Oh my goodness. And whenever I feel myself um, slipping, because again, I'm human, um, I take out this book and try to read it at least once a year. And it's very short. It's very quaint. You can carry it around in your purse. I mean, or carry it around in your core, guys. It is amazing. I love it. So, again, I really hope you guys enjoy this segment, Chapter 3. Um, hi, meet my representative of the Ishivari Dead series. I thank you again for tuning in. As always, my um, supporters, I love you guys. Really, I do. Thank you so much. You have no idea what it means to hear your encouragement. It just continues to push me and motivate me. And I love you guys. Again, you can go to the website, um, writingdovewordsforthesoul.weebly.com. That's writingdovewords, the number four, the letter D, soul dot weebly w-e-e-b-l-y dot com and you can scroll you can look around see projects that i'm overindulging in <laughs> and you can definitely um hit me up and go and please leave a comment send something a note anything um positive words negative words anything suggestions anything i would just love to hear from you so i can grow and continue to try and be the voice that um that i'm that i'm trying to be so again thank you for inviting me into your world this is krishna janae i hope you have a beautiful and blessed week and i'm out thank you ciao i need you you need me we need each other be blessed